Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It's episode 380, and it is May 3rd, 2023. Tomorrow, May the 4th, baby, with you. I had to do it. I'm sorry. But uh, I'm pumped about today's show. We're bringing in a recently crowned U.S. Open champion at 65 kilograms. It's Nick Lee, two-time NCAA champion at Penn State. Uh, excited to have him on the show. Nick, thanks for joining us today, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, a lot of things to talk about, obviously, the success of the weekend. But, you know, I really want to just kind of dig in a little bit about your background in the sport and how you got to this point and really want to know, like, when, how, how did you get into wrestling? How old were you? And, you know, well, we can go you can go on if you want, but how'd you get yeah. hooked? So you good from um, the beginning? I'm, yeah. from a, I'm from a town called Evansville, Indiana, and yep. um, I went to a a uh, very small elementary school called Corpus Christi, a little Catholic school. And um, it's a feeder school into a high school called Modern Day. And Modern Day has kind of a culture built around wrestling. Um, and wrestling is one of the only sports you can do there before uh, second grade. And so, you know, everybody in town wrestled. Um, and so my um, kindergarten year, I was uh, coming home and I had a flyer for wrestling. And so I when I joined the wrestling team. And then uh, the next year, my dad was deployed to Afghanistan. And um, our neighbor um, at the time was um, dating one of the high school wrestlers. And so um, that high school wrestler came over and uh, once a week just kind of worked with us. And, and you know, we kind of got hooked at that point. Um, and then I've been doing it ever since. And I would really compare my high school's culture around wrestling to Penn State's. It's, it's similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm I'm from St. Louis, you know, I'm familiar with modern day, not like deeply familiar, yeah. but I just knew that there was like this this solid program that, that cranked yeah. out a bunch of great wrestlers. Um, Man, your, your dad got deployed. I mean, I'm sure we could spend a whole show talking about that, but oh, yeah. what, what was, you know, we don't have to go deep into the weeds on this, but just what was that like getting into wrestling, your, your dad being gone and... I mean, that's a pretty open-ended question, but yeah, sure. Well, I mean, uh, you know, any military family that's had, um, someone in the family deployed knows, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, rough missing a parent from the home for however long, whether it's a few months or, um, I, my dad was deployed for, I think like 16 to 18 months, something like that. I'm, I'm not positive. I was in first grade. So um, but whenever he got back, he was, you know, really, really into the sport that we were into, obviously. And, um, you know, he's very, he was very involved. Uh, he played football in college, didn't wrestle or anything like that. I was the first person in our family to wrestle. Um, so, uh, definitely hard, but you know, that's something that, you know, brings the family together and the community. Sure. Um, I guess back to the wrestling, what, you sure. know, when you, when you, got into wrestling were you kind of good right away were you did it take time did you kind of pick it up naturally uh, i sucked really bad really? um <laughs> i uh I, I got better over time um you know i always worked pretty hard um we had a good work ethic so i think that's what ended up ended up doing the trick but uh i i was really really bad and i, I didn't really care that much about it for a while either and then um, as I got older, I started caring a little bit more, but, um, I had, I don't even know if I had any moves. I, I remember the first time I won our, um, our feeder league championship, 
Uh, I think I won the finals because I pushed the other guy's hands together for a full Nelson and I got a <laughs> penalty point. And so um, that's, that was my, my first feeder league championship that I can remember. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, however you got to win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so you're not very good at it. You don't really care about it. Although there, there's a, a culture within the community. Maybe that's what mm-hmm. kept you coming back or what, what kept you coming back? Well, uh, I enjoyed it. It's what a lot of my friends did. So I think, you know, the, that's comes back to culture, right? Uh, my friends are doing it. Um, and my dad was really into it as well. Both of my brothers wrestled. Um, and it was, it was fun, right? We would go to practice and we, uh, we, we had one of those gyms where we had to roll out the mats and then roll them up after every practice every day. Um, and, you know, we played games and stuff and, um, it was enjoyable. And, you know, as you get older, you start to do it more and then you start to say, okay, well, um, you know, I'm doing this, so I might as well try to win. Right. Um, and then, uh, I, I ended up homeschooling for a little bit as well before high school. And, um, you know, we spent a little more time training at that, at that time and, um, ended up doing the trick, I think, but yeah, just, you know, I really enjoyed it. It's what my friends did. I think, I think that's so important. Um, well, one, the culture, right? Like mm-hmm. this community culture into it. And then two, like, like building a love for the sport before trying to like get really good and win. Right. Cause like yeah. once you build that foundation of, of love and passion for it, then it's like, okay, now let's start getting technical and then it's like, okay, I'm ready to, to learn and, and, you know, get good. So it's really cool to hear yeah. that that's, kind of how it is in that community. And I guess when, when was it when, I guess you liked it the whole time, but when did you start to see success and start to get more wins yeah. than losses? I think I won my first state championship in the fifth or sixth grade. I'm not positive. Um, and then, you know, I started to hit um, the national scene a little bit in middle school, <clears throat> excuse me. And then um, uh, in high school, I only won one state championship in high school, but um, I think I really started to take off there. I, I won a few Fargo championships. Um, I wrestled. I never did great in the Super 32 tournament. Um, also, Indiana has a weird rule where you can't wrestle in the Ironman. You can't wrestle in a few of those um, you know, big tournaments, which they need to change that rule immediately if it's still a rule. Um, but um, I think in high school, I started to hit the national scene and um, we did, we traveled around and, you know, went to train in, you know, different places to um, kind of get exposed to wrestling. And um, I'll be honest, I didn't even, I hardly watched college wrestling before I committed to Penn State. I had been to a national championship or two uh, for the finals, but I didn't watch much college wrestling. So uh, the first national championships that I watched all the way through was after I committed to Penn State. I was like, all right, let me watch these guys. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. When did you, so you, maybe you didn't watch college wrestling, but you obviously knew it was a thing. Oh, when yeah. did you know that, Hey, maybe, or, or even you start to think like, maybe I want to wrestle after high school. Is that something like, like yeah. you know, in the, in the community when you're at modern day or, or younger or what, well, it would have been high school, but would have been before high school or in high school when you thought I want to do this in college. Yeah, I mean, um, it's always something that you look at when you're a very young wrestler, right? So coaches are always talking about, you know, making sure you keep your grades up so you can get into a good college, you know, 
you know, maybe get a scholarship, something like that. So that's always something that's on the mind. But I started thinking seriously about it in high school. Um, and then um, I think around my junior year, whenever you're allowed to start taking unofficial visits and they're allowed to contact you, then I was like, okay, now I need to actually start thinking about this. Where, where do I want to go? Um, and then um, I didn't have to think for long. I committed to Penn State pretty early. Was it like you saw what was happening and what the success they were having? I was like, that's where I want to go. Or was it a, a, a more like, you know, you're, you're feeling calls from yeah. all these different schools and, and maybe even taking visits and, and that one stuck out? Yeah, I mean, I um, for my personal decision, I kind of made a, you know, I had a little bit of a inner dialogue and um, that kind of went like, well, uh, if I'm going to wrestle in college, I got to decide, am I going to go wrestle in college to, to win or am I going, you know, primarily for my college degree and wrestling is going to kind of be a side thing. Um, and I decided that, well, if I'm going to go wrestle in college, I want to be as good as I can be. And it seems like Penn State is is the place to do that. Um, and I remember, you know, whenever I talked to Coach Kelly, he's like, well, you know, um, you want to come here, we want you to be a national champion. And um, if you want to be a national championship or a national champion, then you come to Penn State. And so um, I kind of made that decision. And um, there was really nowhere else that I uh, considered after that. Were, were you – Prior maybe to that conversation with Kale, where you, you can say specifics or not, but were you like sure. thinking this, that, the other, or or maybe leaving the, yeah. the options wide open? Sure. Yeah. I um. Yeah. I won't mention any specific schools, but I definitely had you know relationships with other college coaches, and um, you know, all of them great. There's there's a lot of good people in wrestling, thankfully. Um, and you know, I had considered other schools, but um, you know, kind of after my conversations with Coach Kale, I was I was pretty set. I remember I went. Um, this was before I committed, but in my mind, I had already kind of committed. I, I had talked to Kale and, um, I had walked around the campus and I came home and I, I bought these blue and white shoes. And, uh, I remember my, one of my friends asked me out there, like, was, oh, you know, where you're committing to college yet? And I was like, no, I haven't decided. And my brother Joe was like, look at his shoes. He knows where he's going. So. <laughs> Was there uh, like an aha moment, whether it was something Kale said or something that just clicked in your head was like, this is the spot. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously they had success. Uh, and then Kale specifically, uh, as everyone knows, has a very unique personality. Mm -hmm. um, he's not someone that I felt like was, you know, begging me to come to school there. It was just kind of um, a uh, mutual understanding of, if you want to win and you want to be the best you can be, then this is the place to be, to do that. And so, um, you know, he was very confident in that and, you know, being Kale Sanderson, I was like, okay, well, I think, uh, this guy knows what he's talking about. So I'm, I'm in. Sure. And, and you, you know, like he has a pretty unique personality. Yeah. Describe, <laughs> describe Kale's personality. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, everyone that talks to him is going to have, you know, similar takeaway, maybe a little bit different, but um, I think for wrestlers that wrestle with them, you know, he has a way of making sure that you understand that, you know, he's on your team, right? Uh, yes. He's a head coach and an authority figure, but um, he's also your teammate and he wants to see you succeed um, in wrestling and, and, and everything else. And um, 
I would say our conversations are maybe less than half wrestling, right? We talk about all kinds of things. Um, and you know, he's a guy that's, you know, ultra competitive, obviously. Um, and, you know, if there was, you know, uh, anything that I don't like about him, it's that he's too competitive in dodgeball and always throws at me, even though we're on the same team. Um, yeah, he's an ultra competitive guy. Um, and I think that he's one of those people where you get that in every conversation you're having with them and, uh, kind of the closer bond you form with coach kale, the more you kind of get a peek into, you know, his personality, he is ultra competitive, but he also, you know, is one of the only people on earth that will do the right thing at all costs. Right. Um, so, um, that's, it's the kind of character that you want your, um, you know, your sons to emulate and, um, yeah, I, I don't want to wrestle for anyone else really. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I mean, the, the record speaks for itself, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. So when you got to Penn state com compare, you know, modern day, you talked about this community sure. and this, this, you know, it's a powerhouse with Penn state and the similarities and differences. Sure. Um, well, I think to start would be the community that kind of rallies around wrestling, right? So you have, um, ultra dedicated fans, that are going to come, you know, uh, you know, rain or shine. Um, and you know, people are, you're the very involved. They, they show up to everything, whether it's, you know, um, if, if modern day fans, Penn state fans, if they could go to every practice, they would. Right. Um, and they can't, but they, they would, if they could. Uh, and so, you know, that dedication to the program is number one. Um, and then number two, I think a tradition of excellence, right? And, and for Penn State, it's more of a recent tradition of excellence under Coach Kale um, that kind of started before I got there, um, but it's um, continuing, obviously. And then modern day, uh, we had had a little bit of a dry spell before I got into high school, but I mean, I think it was under um, Coach, Coach Gable, it was something like 13 state championships in a row. I mean, pr pretty dominant. And so you have that tradition of excellence um, at both schools and then, um, a community that, that really buys into, um, the message of the program and, you know, modern day being a, uh, Catholic school, uh, part of that message was, you know, a Christian message. And so, you know, you had people that share, you know, common values and, um, common goals that, that come together to, you know, achieve, uh, great things. And so it's, it's, it's a, pleasure and honor to be part of you know each of those communities so hopefully i'm doing them justice sure any differences you can think of between the two um sure modern day is a small school um i think um maybe around 500 kids i'm sure they're bigger now than whenever i was there um penn state's a very big university so um with penn state there's a lot more people involved um and then also, I think whenever you look at kind of the Midwest, um, I don't think people think of wrestling, right? They think of probably basketball. Um, then in Penn, at Penn State and in Pennsylvania, man, this is a wrestling hotbed, as they say. I mean, it's it's crazy, you know, how good some of these kids are. So um, I think at Penn State, you have, you know, both wrestling communities, but the foundations of Penn state wrestling are, you know, very deep in experience versus with modern day, you know, it's, it's more of kind of a, a raw dedication, if that, if that makes sense. 
sure. Uh, you 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 said you won one state title how, in, yeah. in high school. How did you do like as a freshman? Sure, as a freshman. So this will be interesting for uh, people listening. As a freshman, I at, at for Indiana, you have a blind draw, and so as a freshman, I was ranked number two going into. Um, uh, or I guess I was the second favorite. You, there's no um, rankings yeah. from top to bottom, but um, I, w- I would say I was the the um, second best guy in the weight class behind uh, uh, Mr. Stevovich. Uh, so he was um, he was in the bracket. He beat me in the semifinals. So I wrestled back to third, and then um, uh, my junior year, uh, I had uh, Chad Red in the finals. And so, um, I lost to him in the finals that year. So two guys that why well, I'd never, um, I only wrestled Chad in, in college, but, um, two guys that, you know, were in my weight class in college and have been on the scene since are guys that I lost to, uh, in high school. And I think those are my only losses in, in Indiana in high school. So uh, a little bit of an, of an interesting road. I won more, uh, Fargo championships than I did state championships. <laughs> That's pretty wild. So, so what I was getting to, you, you're pretty credentialed, you know, pretty, pretty good as coming in as a freshman in high school. And I'm sure you knew that yeah. and thought probably goal was to win a state title. Where was yeah. your head at nationally as a freshman at Penn state where you, I mean, sure. I want to win a national title, but was it a thing where you're yeah. like, I think I can, or I believe I can, or I believe I'm gonna Yeah, confidence wise, where were you at? Uh, it's interesting. I, I've never really, I never really put much thought into like my own, personal like chances or my own personal um ability it was always kind of like in the context of what the team's doing and my freshman year um let me go through some of the guys we had above me we had zane rutherford jason Knopf, vincenzo joseph mark hall um anthony kassar bo nickel almost forgot him those are all national uh, champs. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's like, I'm on this team with all these guys and I'm like, dude, I, I'm like the worst guy on this team. So I, I so how good am I going to do? But, um, so it was always kind of a, an expectation of excellence, um, and an expectation to win. And so whether I was wrestling the best guy in the country or I was wrestling, you know, um, you know, the starter for, you know, one of the lower level teams, um, I was going to go out there and, and try to win. Right. Um, and so at coming into nationals, definitely my goal is to be a national champion, but, um, I put more thought into the fact that, okay, you know, we have a team race to win and I need to win to win that team race. And I, if you recall that year, it was, um, a very, very close team race. Ohio state had an incredible team, um, and it, it ended up coming down to uh, Bo Nickel and Miles Martin in the finals. And um, I'll remind everyone, I got pinned in the first round of nationals that year. And so me, uh, I'm thinking coming off that match, I'm like, dang, like I'm not going to be the reason that we, <laughs> that we lose this national championship. So um, I had a lot of wrestling to do in that national championship, but um, I, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. That was definitely a defining moment for me. Yes. And you came back and took fifth. Well, you must have won yeah. five or six matches probably in that tournament. Yeah, it was uh, – I wrestled – I think it's eight matches total, something like that. So I ended up winning six matches. I lost to um, – so I lost to Ryan Deal in the first round and then um, 
in the Concy semifinals, I lost to Jaden Ironman. Okay. And won six six around that, which is pretty impressive. Six six around that, yeah. And a lot of good wrestlers. A lot of them were two point matches, um, stuff like that. So I know, you know, people think whenever they think of my wrestling, they think of like a lot of takedowns and stuff. But man, that national championships, there's a lot of close matches. So and everybody points to Bo winning, which in the end he yeah. did. But I mean, winning it for the team. But and you you lose one of those matches, and I don't know the math That's... and exactly where it ended up. But if definitely if you lose before the All American round, Ohio State wins. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, it, it um, for team championships, it takes every single person, whether you're on the backside or the front side. If you want to win national championships, um, your guys on the backside need to need to win out. Um, that's, that's how you do it. Um, and so, you know, me losing that first round, I, I knew I had a, a job to do. So, um, it's, it's a lot of work though. I, I think I've, I was the sorest after that tournament than I've ever been in my entire life. And I don't think I got sore again for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, and, and speaking of two years later, right now we fast forward to you and yeah. Luke Pletcher go back and forth. And you're yeah. the clear one and twos in the country, and then, boom, COVID. like COVID hits. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, r- right around that time, after COVID and everything, but Vincenzo came on, and he's like, oh, yeah, we were going to win. I know I had a good thing. We were going to win. Yeah, we were gonna win. <laughs> I you think know, we were going to win. I'm sure you do. Like, And I'm sure you thought you – and I'm sure Luke thought he was going to win. But uh, yeah. that aside, just take me through – we don't go in a lot of detail either, but just like – the rug being pulled out, that whole thing, and and how you dealt with that, because you're gearing up to get revenge from Big Tens and help Penn State overtake Iowa, and what seems improbable. Um, what was that experience like for you? You know, whatever a, a week before, a couple sure. days before. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was about a week before. It was actually the day that they canceled everything was my birthday. Um, oh no! Was, so that's that's how I remember it. Yeah, it was it was a wild day. So. Um, I think, uh, you know, there's a couple of ways to look at it. Obviously it's, it's disappointing for a lot of reasons. Right. But, um, at the end of the day, you know, I ended up looking at it as kind of, you know, a blessing and a reminder, right. Um, you know, you can't take anything in this world for granted. A, a lot of college athletes, right. The struggle that you go through every day is, um, you know, getting better at a sport. And, and that is such a blessing versus a lot of people go through struggles of, um, you know, am I going to get food to eat today or am I going to, you know, die of disease today? And so it's, it's a reminder that, you know, you can't take the, the, the lives that we live for granted. And, um, I think that was a good reminder for us to say, to, to pull back and say, what, what are the things that are really important in life? Um, it's your family, it's your community, it's the relationships that you build. And so, um, I think, you know, that was my takeaway from it. Um, you know, maybe I didn't look at it like that initially but um i think that you know that stuff is never too far so it's it was um it was rough but you know you got to find the uh the the blessings and that kind of thing that's amazing perspective and that like yeah. that hits home with me and i and i and i love it and it's a yeah what you know what could go wrong i could get hit by a car my kid could something could happen yeah um <laughs> exactly do, were you able to 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 have that perspective right away that first day did it take a week did it take a you know month um yeah i mean i think that 
you kind of touch on it every once in a while, right? Because we talk a lot about that kind of thing, you know, in our room. Gratitude, obviously, it's it's the, yeah. the buzzword these days. Um, but um, it's, it's never, um, I think for most people at the start, it was just kind of confusing, right? And, um, you know, I don't know, you know, whether you're religious or not, it's like, well, what does this mean? You know, this is, this is kind of wild. And then, um, you know, obviously there's, you know, a lot of details you could go into, um, that are political and I won't get into those, but it's, it's kind of confusing at the start. And so you, you go back and forth with different emotions and stuff like that. Um, and then I think you kind of landed on, you know, whatever your takeaway was going to be probably, you know, a few months after that. And, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of discussion on it. We're still discussing, um, the COVID pandemic pandemic now, um, and, you know, athletic, uh, circles and political circles. I mean, it's, it's a discussion that's going to continue. So I think that, um, you once again, find the, find the blessings in it. Um, and then, um, you know, you go from there. Sure. Um, we, well, we know the rest of the story, right? You go on, you win, you win a couple titles and you, you look phenomenal yep. transition to freestyle really saw you jump levels. Uh, where I saw it was at the Olympic trials, right? You, you beat yeah. Zane, you beat Yanni. I have one or the other in, the, in that order. I think, um, really, really impressive performance. Right. And we jumped to to this year, right? Let's, I mean, the U S open and and, I guess let's get this. We're going to watch this match with, with Joy McKenna. We have talked about it. Had, had, I assume you have, but I don't really don't know the answer. I don't know my history well enough. Had you wrestled? Have you have a history with Joey? I got to assume you guys hit. Oh yeah. Uh, we, we we trained together when we were kids. Um, but we wrestled, we've wrestled every year in college, just about, um, he left college and then I had Pletcher, but we wrestled, um, yeah. My freshman year, he beat me in the duel and then he beat me or yeah, he beat me in the duel and then beat me at the big tens. And then I beat him in the duel the next year. And then he beat me at nationals the next year. And so we wrestled a bunch of times. I mean, um, and I'm sure we'll wrestle again. So, yeah, cool. Um, and we can, Nick or Nico, excuse me, producer, you can let this one roll and we'll just kind of talk through it. But I guess, you call you know guy that you're this familiar with yeah i don't know if game plan is the right word but is there a a, a game plan or like be aware of these things how do you sure. how do you approach I, 10 matches into it or five however many yeah i mean so one of the things and you'll see it right at the start here joey has that that dump right and that's actually you know a variation of a fireman's carry which is what a lot of people know me for so like i said we wrestled as kids we kind of you know both have that little skill um, but yeah, I mean, um, he's has incredible offense on his feet. Um, he's great parterre. And so you kind of have to just be aware of, you know, what people are good at, um, you know, while balancing, uh, wrestling in your own positions and, and getting to your own offense. And I think being patient is, is important, right? Don't get excited. But, um, yeah, I mean, Joey's definitely, you know, in my opinion, one of the best wrestlers in the world. So yeah. Uh, I think I know the answer, but like, what, if anything, does getting take down in the first five, 10 seconds do to you? Um, well, it's not great, right? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, you, you give up a few points and you're like, well, shoot, I, I gotta, you know, I'm starting off 
uh, two down, which is never good. Right. So um, especially with, um, you know, he has that little dump and it's, it's almost like a little cheap tilt, right? It's, it's two points instantly. And, um, and there's not much you can do about it. So, but that's part of the sport, right. Is, um, you just got to be patient and, and trust that you can, you know, have plenty of time to score points. There's, it's a six minute match. It's not, you know, 30 seconds. So you, you got time, you just got to make it happen and, and stay relaxed and, you know, stick to whatever game plan that you have. Sure. That, that second score. Um, yeah. Would you rather take some, give up some ground and get and essentially not, I don't think you'd let him push you out, but would you rather have yeah. a caution of one rather than maybe get a takedown? Give up. Um, yeah. If it's hard to say, I think, you know, with freestyle, it's, there's a lot of, well, the first day it didn't seem like there was any caution ones. And then the second day I felt like they called caution one like multiple times every match. It was crazy, but yeah, I mean, um, folk style, you can keep wrestling in these situations versus freestyle. It's like, okay, well, you know, I might give up four here if I, if I, you know, don't just kind of stay relaxed and try to defend outward. So, I mean, um, caution one is definitely not the worst thing in the world if, if you don't have any cautions yet. And, um, the alternative is, uh, two or, or, um, in a lot of these situations, even four. And you see, I, I almost stepped in to go for my, my throw there, but, um, um, like I said, we trained as kids. So, you know, Joey, while people may not think of Joey at having upper body, he definitely has upper body skills. Now that, you know, we talked about giving up two at the start. Yeah. Now being down 5-0 with 30 seconds left, it not panic, but maybe a little bit more sense of urgency is there or just now I'm cool. Um, calm. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely time to start scoring, right? Uh, for sure. Um, freestyle is, is interesting though, because um, while you can go down by five quickly, you can recover quickly as well. I mean, it's, it's a game of, quick scoring right and, and freestyle at someone on our team this uh in vegas was like freestyle is like arcade mode right you can score really quick um and and versus um with folk style sometimes it's a little bit slower yeah i would agree that almost give two i think they gave two but took it away i don't know if it ever got confirmed but um, um yeah <laughs> either way it was it wasn't wasn't given this is an age-old debate. We don't have to get deep into it, but since we got 30 seconds, sure. what do you like better? Uh, maybe as a wrestler or maybe two things, right? To wrestle and, and yeah. as a fan. Um, it's, it's hard to say. I, I, um, I like both styles. I'll tell you, I really enjoy folk-style top-bottom wrestling. It's fun. I really enjoy it. It's, it's like a whole different set of skills that you develop, and so – I tend to side with Shane Sparks a little bit in that I, I don't want to do anything to it. I keep it. It's, you know, people work their whole lives with those skills and it's fun, man. It's, it's a different type of wrestling. And then freestyle on the other side is also a lot of fun. So um, I, I enjoy both. I can't pick a favorite. Sure. It, well, we can, I can debate that all day, but sure. What, what is, you know, did the coaches say something at the break? Or you think something at the break, like there, there's a clear, difference between you and these periods or just is it just man that's just how it happened well it's uh i'm down 5-0 so it's time to go score right uh there's really no other option um 
Um, so I think just having an offensive mindset going into this period is important. Um, you know, you got to hope everyone's in really good shape at this level, but, um, you know, you kind of have to, you know, hope that your training, um, you know, is going to make conditioning a factor in, in the second period. Um, I don't know if it was or not, but, um, uh, I mean, Joey still has dangerous shots here, but I think just having an offensive mindset in the second period being down five is, is important, right? Yeah. Did you feel anything different from him? Well, you know, you don't know whether or not it's conditioning. So maybe you don't have, you know, just it, maybe his, he was attacking less or felt like he was more defensive or anything. Um, I think that he was a little more defensive, you know, after I scored that first takedown and turn, you know, he's, he's taken another shot here. So I think he knows that, you know, the, for wrestling, it's never a good idea to go full defense. You want to try to keep scoring, um, and he almost scores a couple of times here in this, in the second period. Right. So he's, he's continuing to wrestle. Um, and we're getting into these, these scramble positions that are, you know, huge. This is a position you see this far ankle scramble. You see this in folk style mm-hmm. as you hardly see this in freestyle really, but it's, um, it's an important position to wrestle in. And obviously you go about the position a little bit differently in folk style and freestyle, um, with exposure and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think you can, kind of tell righty he wants to score again and um i'm also trying to score so you have so you have two guys going full offense and um that can create a lot of scoring opportunities for both guys so and then you see the snap down here so. yeah really nice like direction change right one way or the other one way yeah and then it worked and then and and, a rough and place. however you get it done right yeah. <laughs> rough simple whatever it's two points Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Not, is there is there a mentality shift here? Like, okay, now now I got the lead, or is it there at least that, or is it like just like you know, head down, go to work? Um, yeah, I mean it's, I mean it's always head down, go to work. But um, you get a lead, it's time to protect the lead a little bit, right? I mean, you don't want to make dumb decisions. I, I've been on, um. I've had the lead before in a tough match and, and, you know, made poor decisions and, and given that up. So, um, you know, it's, it's not always, you know, buzzsaw. Sometimes it is, Hey, it's time to, uh, you know, make sure that we, you know, win this match. And that was an example, right? I was just like patient and scoring mm-hmm. off of his shot instead of taking like unneeded attacks and what a freaking second period, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's a fun sport, man. You know, matches like that are, they're, they're a lot of fun. So, yeah. Um, so great job there. I fa- I failed to mention, I want to, I want to back up one round. We don't have to pick sure. the match apart, but like wrestling Bo one Bartlett, he's a teammate. Yeah. Um, crazy match. I think he scored first. He might've mm-hmm. been up for nothing or something, but whatever. Yeah. Like, 10, 10 at the end. Everybody, I think most, most people know they raise his hand. Did you know? The scenario about criteria while you're wrestling is probably hard to keep track. It's hard to keep track while I'm commentating. They rose Bo's hand where you're like, ah, dang it, I lost. Or you're like, yeah. hey, I don't think I, I don't think well, I lost. I, think I, I, messed up. I have a little bit of a complaint here because I, I mean, they were not vocalizing the calls, right? I had no idea that anybody had a caution. I think that, um, so Bo had a caution and what ended up happening was they called a caution on Bo and um, the, volunteers or whoever's working the table um 
put the caution on me. And so that's why it showed up criteria for Bo. And so they ended up making that call. Right. Uh And so afterwards the scorecard is correct. The call on the mats just incorrect. Right. Now they'd never vocalized this call. And so I I had no idea there was even a caution on the board for anybody. Uh Um, And so I'm just looking at the score on the board and, you know, it's also a weird situation where it's, um, you know, you're wrestling your teammate. So, uh, you know, your our coaches aren't necessarily uh, pulling for anybody specifically. And so, you know, if you want to challenge a call, um, you need oh, to yeah. challenge it yourself. And, you know, I'm not the best at keeping track of that stuff in the match. You know, so, a lot of times it's the coaches keep an eye out for that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it was just a little sloppy on the side of, you know, the referees and stuff like that. But I don't know if it was the referees, the table workers, I don't want to call anybody out, Yeah. but um, I think the vocalizing that stuff could have been done a little bit better. So, but so you didn't know, like when they raised his hand, no, I, you were I like, I, I guess I lost. lost. I, I thought I had lost. Um, and then I'm about halfway out the door to go cut my weight. And they're like, Hey, they made a mistake or whatever. And I was like, what the heck? And so I, I, I had no idea there was even a caution on the board. I mean, I know I was, you know, I had been pretty offensive and um, uh, walked out of bounds a couple of times with them. And so I, I know I had had those, but yeah, I mean, I, I had never heard the caution vocalized or called. So um, I, I didn't even know it was there. Just to, I mean, describe to me that feeling, right? One, it's your teammate. So maybe I mean, you still feel you're still got to be happy, right? Oh, I am in the finals. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously that's nice, um, but um, it's not great to, you know, have the feeling of losing before that. And it's a close match. So um, I guess there's mixed emotions there, but um, I think, you know, the best thing to talk about is, Hey man, like we got some really good guys at 141, 65 kilograms at Penn state. Um, and you got another guy, around that weight Shane Van Ness um that's that's coming up and uh you saw Bo and Shane at the Nationals this past year both of them ranked kind of low and coming away you know taking third place um we've got loaded skill at this weight class um and, and each weight class around this weight class so um I think it's a testament to the coaching of um Cody Sanderson and and now Jimmy Kennedy on the staff as well. So, um, you know, you don't like to lose or wrestle teammates, but it's really exciting, you know, having that level of skill all in the same room. You guys got a lot of skill at a lot of levels at a lot of weights. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, to that, like where, where have you grown the most as a wrestler in well, yeah. how long you've been there? Five, six, however many years. Um, where have you improved the most physically mentally tactically whatever do you want to say uh all of the above (laughs) um yeah i mean uh it's it's a room i I don't even know how many gold medals are in there a lot uh olympic gold medals that is um obviously there's tons and tons of, of national championships and stuff too but um every day i i learn something whether it's um a technique or you know a little mental tidbit i think that um, something that people focus on whenever they talk about Penn State is the mentality, right? I don't think there's, you know, any secrets there. We're just, you know, focus on, you know, the right things, gratitude and all that. 
and, um, you know, focus on scoring points. Right. Um, and then, you know, tactically, technically, um, everyone's going to have, uh, their unique system, but, um, I really think the stuff that, you know, we have rolling with us at Penn state is, is really good stuff. Um, it, it's really, even though people might not think that my wrestling has changed from high school to now, I, if, to me, it's like, I, I'm a completely different wrestler. It feels like, um, I, I've just, I've taken so much from each of my coaches and, and made it my own. Um, so it's, it, to me, it's like, I'm a completely different person, um, from, you know, start to, I'm not finished yet, but, uh, maybe present. soon <laughs> start to present. Yeah. Uh, yeah. all right. Speaking of, well, not speaking of anything, but next thing is Yanni, right? Yeah. And I'm curious, and he's a unique guy with a unique style, a unique skill Extremely. set, right? He offered here, he offers whatever you want to call it, a lot of unique and, and really good things about him. What, how do you, you know, I can't imagine just doing what you do every day. <laughs> I, I assume yeah. there has to be, hey, man, we got to focus. Now it's like, it's like a UFC fight, right? We got three months yeah. or two months of like this guy, you know, I'm you yeah. know, not going to give me all these details, but like, give me a glimpse behind the curtain of like, yeah, we sure. will kind of get ready for this guy. Yeah. I mean, um, so that's, you know, step number one, you just said it, it's, you know, you have a lot of time to prepare for one guy and that goes both ways. And so, you know, we're talking more, you know, like, UFC kind of thing. And so that's really exciting for the fans. I think they're going to see some really high level wrestling at every, at every weight class. Um, and then in terms of preparation, right with wrestling, it's, it's always, it's always the same in that, you know, what you do good is not going to change. You're not going to um, become a master at a new technique in um, a few months, maybe in a year, um, but not in a few months. And so, you know, you need to continue to, I think focus on what you do well and play into your strengths. And then um, while understanding that, you know, the, whoever your opponent is uh, for me, Yanni uh, world silver medals, obviously, and uh, four-time national champion now that he's, you know, going to have things that he does extremely well, um, you know, including, you know, being a master of all the basics, right. You don't become a four-time national champion without, you know, mastering all the basics. So, um, I think playing into my strengths and, you know, continuing to train hard and do the things that I do well is important. And then, you know, we'll, uh, obviously he has things that he does well that I'm going to be aware of and, and, you know, prepare for. And uh, I would think that, you know, the same will be true vice versa. Yeah. June 10th Prudential center. I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be that match and, and nine other freestyle matches and 20 other. Yeah. Women's there's, Greco, there's a so, lot of good matches, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're all going at the same time. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a yeah. madhouse, but uh, and, a and a lot of NLWC guys as well. You guys cleaned up, uh, and yeah, you guys, you know, you're gonna see some some blue on blue crime a little bit, you know, like yeah, my Kyle least favorite thing, but North and yeah, uh, but it's exciting. Yeah, for you guys, got it's got to be. Um, okay, super excited about them. I want, last thing I want to talk about is Joaquin. Sure. Did I say it right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Wakinian, Wakia. Um, it's a company I started. We do athleisure fitness apparel. Um, you go to wakia.store, W-A-K-I-N-Y-A-N.store. Um, the link is in my bio and all my socials. Um, 
uh, Nickley underscore PSU on Instagram, Nickley141 on Twitter. Um, check it out. We have, you know, really high quality products um, that you'll enjoy, that you'll love. We're, we're actually running a, a summer discount right now. Um, it's 10% automatically applied. So check that out. Um, I would appreciate it. Yeah. So just, you know, why did you want to start a business? Why did you want to start sure. this business? You know, yeah. Well, um, so Wakia in um, Native American mythology is a is a thunder spirit, right? And so to me, it kind of symbolizes, uh, you know, your own personal power and conviction. And, you know, that's been a big part about my journey. And so I wanted to share that in some way while also making a living. And so it kind of um, became, you know, a fitness apparel brand. Uh, athleisure and fitness apparel is something I've spent almost every waking moment in my entire life uh, being a wrestler. Um, I think a lot of wrestlers and athletes can relate. And so it's, I think it's something that I know at least a little bit about. Um, and it's been an interesting journey. I, I had never started a company or been involved in, you know, the fashion industry at all. Um, so it's been really cool. You know, I've learned a lot and I think we do are doing a lot of things really well. And so, um, it's just online right now, online business. Um, but, uh, I, obviously I have a lot of, um, connections, you know, with Penn state and just with wrestling and a lot of people that have helped me out. Um, but it's, it's really cool. I, I, uh, I want people to one, you know, be, you know, empowered through kind of the message, which is, you know, uh, personal power to reach your goals within yourself. And then also we have extremely high, high quality products, um, that we've gotten incredible feedback on. So, um, and it's doesn't, uh, our leggings are not a hundred and whatever dollars, like some brands they're, they're 45 to $35. So ch check them out. We have women's and men's stuff. So cool. And just give me one, one lesson you learned or one, one, you know, you never been in business before you got yeah. in business. There's going to be a hundred obstacles that you never saw coming at you. Yeah. You know, what's one thing you're like, Oh, didn't see this and something you had to overcome. Yeah. I mean, well, you just said it. There are a lot of little obstacles that jump in your way whenever you're doing something you've never done before, specifically in business. Um, and so I think what makes people turn their backs on whatever they're trying to do a lot is that you have this little obstacle and it's a strange obstacle that you've never seen before until you say, ah, I don't know anything about this. I think I'm good. Well, if you just put in a day or an hour and do research and, and read and, you know, reach out to people and, um, you know, use your resources, um, and ends up being, you ends up overcoming it. And a lot of times it's easier than you thought. Um, and then, you know, wrestling is life, right? It's, uh, it's the same thing in wrestling. So, um, you have these little obstacles, just put in the time, um, you know, head down, work hard, chop wood, carry water, right? It's, uh, you just kind of stick with it and eventually you overcome these, these little obstacles. Um, and then the big obstacles, are, are uh, less prevalent than people might think. Couldn't be, couldn't, sure words haven't been spoken. I in, installed a dishwasher last night for the first time and I watched, you know, how many YouTube videos and this and that. And then I got there and of course, these things weren't in the video. You know, how do yeah. I? <laughs> and uh, I had to phone a friend. I had to, you know, FaceTime somebody and figure it out. And I almost get, yeah, I was almost like, I'm just going to call somebody have to yeah, do this. But yeah. I was really glad I didn't. So it's, as you're saying Save that, I'm like, money. dude, yeah, and and learn something for next time. So, yes. um, awesome. That was my own, a little anecdote, but it, it applies to what you said. So, Nick, I appreciate you coming on. 
Uh, it's been it's been a joy talking with you. We could, I'm sure, sit down for an hour, two more hours, and, and keep going. But we all got lives to live. But I want to give you the final word um, to say anything about anything. Sure, man. Uh, yeah, check out my company again. That's uh, Wakia Store. W a k i n y a n Store. Um, check me out on the socials. Um, you know, we talked kind of a lot about um, you know my past wrestling and everything, but. You know, if anything, I just hope that, you know, guys, you know, you don't have to live in Pennsylvania or have, you know, a four-time state champ as your coach to, to be a great wrestler, right? You just got to have um, wrestling shoes and a wrestling mat and sometimes not even those. So, um, you know, it's, it, we live in a time right now where um, wrestling is a lot of fun, but the, the lessons that you learn are going to take you much farther. And so we need more wrestlers and people that have that mindset out in the world right now. And so, um, you know, be brave, go do cool things. Um, it's an exciting, it's a, it's a time of many challenges, but also many opportunities. Fantastic message, Nick. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story with us and and best of luck out in, in Jersey at final X. I'll see you there. Thanks Mark. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, folks, man, great show, great guests, great interview uh let's do it again let's do it again thanks so much to nick lee for joining us that'll do it for today's show thanks so much for tuning in see you next time